guys, welcome to our Christmas special episode where we bring you the latest news and entertainment headlines that we feel should be made known. Yeah, welcome back guys. Um, sorry it's been a little bit of a delay since the last one, but yeah. obviously Christmas is a busy time and as you can probably hear from both of our voices, <laughs> we've been a bit ill over the last couple of weeks, yeah. um, so it's taken some time to actually like get back Heal together. And get better. Yeah. yeah, I mean I'm not fully healed, no. so apologies if you hear any sniffles or scratchy voices um, yeah. and things like that. Um, but yeah, Christmas is upon us. It's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love when we just break into song. Christmas. It's definitely, well, because my birthday is next week as well as mm-hmm. Christmas. So I personally think it's a very exciting time of year. Definitely. Full of festivities. Yeah. I love that it's always, for me, a very like family-filled time. It must and be I've, exciting in mm, your house around this time of the year. Because yeah. like your birthday and then Christmas... Boxing Day, Christmas Eve. Yeah, it just feels like from around, I guess, the weekend of like the 20th, 21st, 22nd, Mm. up until like, kind of until New Year's, it's just like one massive blur of celebrations. But just for everyone as well. And like, oh, I feel like I'm already trying to like mentally as well as physically prepare myself with like the amount of food that will be consumed. (laughs) You know, tactically trying to like make sure that I have space to be able Literally. to eat all of the puddings that I want to eat yeah. and like all of the roast vegetables that I want to eat. I would say, do you, would you say as well that you have like a second stomach for desserts? Always a second stomach. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when it comes to meals, I have to be like, I have to slow down a bit. Mm. So like on Christmas day, I usually have like, so we have like our Ethiopian cuisine and then we'll have like lasagna, chicken and like rice potatoes. So I usually go for either Ethiopian cuisine first mm. and just focus on that yeah. and then the second like for dinner I'll go for like the chicken the roast potatoes turkey and all that mm. um, it's almost like one of those um, like all you can eat buffet things where literally. the whole like rule of it is that they always put the stodgiest food first but then they think <laughs> then you're not going to eat like the valuable literally. food and it's like actually how am I going to do this tactically well, this is how like, am I going to get the best food everything is valuable yes. and you have to decide what you want to go for but first but that is the dream of leftovers like, like so much food tastes after Christmas I'd say as good if not better the next day particularly so calories you can't even think about food after Christmas I can on for Boxing sure. Day, I'm like, nah. I like, I could easily just go fast for the whole day. I like... genuinely think I must put on at least a couple of kilos over no, Christmas. Me, so. yeah. And I like, I just, I think this is what I mean like by like mentally. And desserts as well. Like that, see, that's my struggle. Like the next day, I'll usually go straight into the celebration box. Uh, like, just I see. Start snacking. Mm, whereas I'm such a savory gal. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is what I mean by like mentally as well as physically preparing for Christmas because mm-hmm. it's like. I have to just tell myself, like, this is a time of eating. Yeah. Prepare yourself yeah. to eat, always. <laughs> I actually and know someone who's doing, like... Good. They're basically doing, like, a vegan fast for, wow. like, a month before Christmas to prepare for the day. <laughs> and what, and then they're going to so get back not, to normal yeah, food? Yeah, and they're doing it with a couple of friends, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I but I think it's it. really smart, because on the day, you're... You're going to crave that kind of food. Not crave it, but you're ready for it. I see the, like, thought process behind that. But I'm not sure what I feel about it in terms of, like, when you... A month is quite a long time for your body to get used to not eating something. And when you haven't eaten red meat and you haven't eaten dairy Mm -hmm. for a month, like, 
whoever it is is probably going to make themselves quite unwell on Christmas mm. Day. <laughs> Genuinely, when you then have all of those things all That's at once. True, yeah. It's like flavour overload. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll ask them. I'll ask them. Yeah. When it comes to oh, after Christmas. So, what is your favorite thing, Moscana, about the build up to Christmas? Mm. Like, how, do you feel festive yet this year? What makes you feel festive? I feel like I don't. I. I don't really feel festive. She says this, but just so uh, the the listeners can understand, oh, she's, she's currently wearing my a red jumper, and she's wearing really cute like tartan green check trousers only and so she literally looks like something out of a Christmas movie but <laughs> she says she doesn't feel I'm festive. going to a Christmas party after this that is the only reason why but that's one of the but things that makes me feel so festive like exactly but I haven't gone to anything yet that's like Christmas based so maybe today's the day mm. where I feel festive yeah but usually like I feel like lights and like you know Oxford Street and all that yeah. when the lights are out that, that definitely and Carnaby helps. Street as well yeah they're so nice as well. And then everyone yeah. outside, like, bustling around with yeah. their coats on. Yeah. Yeah, really festive and magical. But, yeah, this year, not yet. Really? Not I also yet. feel like doing the Christmas tree is always quite a festive thing. We don't usually do that in our house, you know. Really? You yeah, don't have I feel a Christmas like, tree? No. I feel like once we got older, my mum kind of was just like, no. Like, really? Doesn't see the point of it. Oh, it's an absolute must in my family. Is it? Yeah. I feel like it is for most, but I don't know. But I think that's because for me, like, Christmas... And winter is like, well, not winter, Christmas specifically is like definitely my favourite time of year. Really? And so it's like, we have to have a Christmas tree. Yeah, I mean, it's your birthday as well. So it's like. Yeah, that's true. There's yeah. like extra hype around it. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love it though. What would you say is your favourite Christmas song? Hmm. I feel like this is so basic, but probably all I want for Christmas. Do you think Mariah Carey? Yeah, because it's one of them ones where like, You'd hate to admit it, but, like, it's the song that you go for most of the time when it comes to Christmas. Yeah. And it's that classic one that, like, all you have to start hearing is the little, like, ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Literally. And literally everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I'm Mariah. And, like, yeah. burst out and song. <laughs> literally, imagine how much money she's getting around this time of the year. No, well, this is the thing. So, Ooh. apparently, she... I don't think it's... I don't think it was, like, the highest-selling single, but she makes something like she's made like 60 million dollars worth of royalties on the song since she no first produced it and she makes like over 370 thousand dollars on it a year oh no pounds on it a year a, a year yeah like outside of christmas or like within the christmas season I think, like, just every Christmas, oh, because nice. it's, like, literally jumps to the top of the charts, and so every year she just makes so money. she's getting a big bill every Christmas, Yeah, basically. literally. Wow. Because it's across the world as well, I can imagine. That's just pounds. Mm. So I'm guessing there's more to it, like, wow. Mm. Damn, to be Mariah Carey in Christmas time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her kids probably get the best presents for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> She'd have to host, wouldn't she? What would your favourite song be? Uh... I really like, I quite like some of the classics, so I like a little bit of Bing Crosby, okay. he does um, White Christmas, you know, like, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, and I just feel like for me that is like the sound of the start of Christmas, Yeah. whenever I hear that I'm like, oh, it's like literally when week. I listen to that song, I just imagine just being on like a cozy sofa next mm. to like the fireplace and yeah. just like drinking a hot chocolate with marshmallows yeah. and then like it's that kind of like feel. It's very like romanticized, it? isn't yeah. it? Like idealized. 
Yeah, so I'd say like that's probably one of my best. I actually, I was saying to someone the other day, I think it's kind of a shame because I don't think we've got very good Christmas, like modern Christmas songs. No, we don't. Like Ariana's done a few and obviously Michael Bublé always does this. Justin Bieber has one or two. Yeah. But like there's not actually that many artists that have done good new Christmas songs. It's yeah. like, I feel like it's because for everyone Christmas is so traditional. Like the thing they love about it is like the quintessentially... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just like Bing Crosby is Me like too. the sound of Christmas, yeah. isn't he? Even like movies as well. You usually go for the classics like Home Alone, Love Actually, mm. all of those like mm. well, and this classic thing as well. Christmas so movies. Home Alone is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. I'm and I feel like yeah, I'm I probably watch it every Christmas because it's just a classic. Like I've already watched it once already this Christmas. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like it just. I think it was part of me trying to just try. To get, get into the mood. Christmas yeah. spirit. Get I really want to watch Nativity this Christmas. You know, okay. the one um, where it's set in like a school and it's them preparing for their Christmas Nativity. It's so funny. Okay. Well, actually, I'll probably check it out. It's really good. I also love Love Actually. That's a classic. Great soundtrack Definitely. as well. Definitely a classic. Mm. Um, it's one of those as well. You know in Love Actually, the scene where... Um, Hugh Grant is Prime Minister and he's like does the really funny dance down like in number 10 like I was thinking this actually the other day when I was listening to um, one of uh, Boris Johnson's first speeches as Prime Minister and I was like how many Prime Ministers since Love Actually has come out do you think actually like the thought goes through their mind that they're like oh maybe I should recreate <laughs> Love Actually in number I, 10 like I bet there's been one or two I would not put it past Boris why Boris? The first, see, the first person that came to mind for me was Theresa May because of that little weird. The two occasions where, like, remember she, I think, so one occasion she danced on stage. Mm. Second occasion she, I don't know what, was she in like a country in Africa or something? Yeah. And she was like dancing with the little kids. Yeah. Like, oh, bless her. And no, <laughs> no, honey. I mean, that's why. <laughs> but I like, she goes for the same move, but it's quite cute. It's like. It's, but I feel like Boris Johnson would actually be like, he's quite jokes. Like I can imagine him, at four alarm, actually it. like recreating that scene. I just can't see it. <laughs> I mean, Boris, if you listen to this, maybe you should do that as a Christmas treat please. for everybody. Please, please. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your? Well, have you seen any of the Christmas movies that have come out this year? I actually haven't. Because um, it's know. it's cats and last Christmas they're like the big Christmas movies for twenty nineteen, which have both not got good reviews at all. Yeah. So what have you heard about cats? So with cats, you've got a very like star-studded. I don't even know what to call it, but you've got a lot of like well-known actors and actresses yeah, in it. Yeah. Well, because there's um, like Judi Dench, yeah. Taylor Swift. Uh, I think Idris Elba was in it is as well. He? Apparently, yeah. A, a, yeah. Um, but the the reviews were terrible. Why um, are they so bad? I guess they just the the way it was written, they didn't like that. Mm. The way it was like created as well in terms of like the graphics and how what yeah. the cats looked like and everything. All together, it was just badly made. Mm. Um, so the reviews were terrible. Like Rotten Tomatoes gave it nineteen percent. <sighs> Which is just savage. <laughs> and then Empire gave them two out of five. Oh, the dear. Google reviews, like out of three hundred and twenty-one people, the average star rating was two point six. 
so it kind of <laughs> it gives you a taste of how bad it was um i love the um guardian article review of it which called it a perfectly dreadful hairball <laughs> of woe like that's just the like, the pun on it is amazing yeah oh wow it's just such a shame isn't it because like the traditional cats is is quite like feel good festive mm. obviously when it was on stage and it was like with the roller skates and stuff yeah and like i can imagine left it with the musical though and just yeah but like it. you can see the mindset of like oh let's recreate it ready for mm. christmas and it's just not really apparently it started out. with a poem i didn't even know that until i really yeah I looked into it i mm. went from poem to the musical and now a movie interesting so it went from good to good to bad <laughs> Um, bad to, well, I'd say from bad to worse yeah. is uh, talking about the Christmas movie called Last Christmas, which I'm really sad to say has been written by Emma Thompson, who's like brilliant. So she was obviously, she starred in Love Actually yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to give it away to the, to the listeners if you want to go out and see it. But essentially, the film is based around the quote last Christmas I gave you my heart and it's to do with seriously yes and basically it's to do with a girl who was given a heart by a guy who died and then she like has hallucinations about the guy basically very strange it's also been panned which I'm not surprised because that sounds honestly like a joke like last Christmas I gave you my heart you wouldn't even get that from the trailer, you know? Mm. Because in the trailer, all you see is, like, she works in this, like, Christmas shop all year round, and then, mm. like, she meets this guy, um, yeah, the guy at her lowest point. The guy who gave her a heart transplant. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, what has the cinema come to? Is that to? the guy that she falls in love with? Yeah. But then, obviously, doesn't, because he doesn't exist, because he's dead. He's dead. It's tragic. Tragic, wow. like, not in a sad way. Tragic in, like, a wet... What are we watching these if days? If you could see my face right now... <laughs> <laughs> Mascana does not know what, where to I'm look like, or what to think. You what? Yeah. That's... Yeah, okay. So I think probably the... Uh, the I, based on what you said, I'm confused as to how they got 47% as their ratings for Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's not great, though. In comparison to 19%, that's But brilliant. that just shows how bad Cats is. I think we're talking <laughs> oh, yeah, about no, the true. best of a bad true. branch. I think what we can conclude safely from this is that the it's good to go it. with traditional Christmas. Let's stick to our Mariah Carey's and our Home Alones. Yeah, Because that is not going anywhere and it's never getting old. It's one of them ones where it's like, I don't, I don't think you can now make... It's like what you were saying before about like modern created films and songs they just can't compare to yeah. just traditional ones yeah it's like they've not got the same sort should of should we even be trying romantic <laughs> appeal because yeah. not people don't really watch rom-coms now as well unless it's like an old school one like love actually or when harry met sally like that kind of i mean classics mm. but the ones that are created now are just in the present day cringy trashy like yeah no one really wants to be watching that unless you're on like a chick flicky mood do you know what I mean mm. so it's like let's stick with the tradition yeah let's, let's dream about Christmas movies for but Christmas. for now I think we should go on to our news story of the week yeah 
So our first news story this week is um, the exciting news that the new Prime Minister of Finland has been announced as Miss Sanna Marin. And um, alongside her, there are also three other female cabinet ministers. So we've got the Minister of Education, the Minister of Finance and the Minister of Internal Affairs, all women, a women-centric government, um, which I thought was really cool when I heard about this. Um, really exciting to see yet another um, kind of government where women are taking kind of taking their place, top taking positions, yeah. top positions. Um, but I guess... For me, it sort of begs the question of like, why, why is this still still such an unusual thing? Like, it's really exciting because it's still quite mm. novel. Mm. And what does that then say about female representation and equality within society? If it's still an incredible thing that a woman has become prime minister and that there's women cabinet members. Yeah, it. I guess it shows that we still have a way to go. Like. Mm. Um, there has been progress for sure, um, but there is still a lot that needs to be done. Um, and this is amazing to hear. Like it's it's encouraging. It's unusual, but it's encouraging to hear. Mm. And it's going to be most likely the first of many. Um, it sort of doesn't surprise me that it's Finland in the sense that I feel the Scandinavian are countries are quite progressive. Definitely. Um, even like their education and everything. They're well, my voice is going. <laughs> They're very progressive, so yeah, we can definitely learn from countries like Finland and Sweden, mm. those kind of countries. What would you say is one of the greatest uh, preventative things or setbacks that face women still in today's age that may perhaps stop us being able to get equality uh, in business and in leadership positions? I think there's two sides to it, I think. There's the issue of lack of opportunity, mm. lack of like welcoming them, like being welcomed into positions like that. Because mm. you might be in a lower position within a company or like be in a stable position where like you have flexible hours and it works for you. So mm-hmm. like going higher would potentially mean that hours are different, high mm. stress. Mm. And if you're, for example, a mother, you have children Mm. something like that is something you can't actually even think about or consider Mm. because you have your kids to think about Mm. um yeah and actually speaking of that it's really interesting because this same week as uh the new pm for finland was announced um there was also three female mps in the uk who were sworn in in the commons and they all had their babies strapped mm. to their chest Aww. as they did it. So we had um, Labour MPs um, Stella Creasy and Ellie Reeves, and then also the Conservative MP um, Kemi Badenoch. And um, Stella Creasy actually had um, a quite a tough campaign earlier this year to try mm. and get maternity leave rights. Mm. And she basically was campaigning for an MP to stand in her place as yeah. like a proxy position so that she could take her leave of absence of course, yeah. as a mother should. Yeah. But I guess, which she did win in the end, which was really cool. But I guess it just is really significant to see these women showing that they still... Can do both. Yeah, they want to work. That's mm-hmm. That's something that's really important to them. But it's like, actually, they shouldn't then have to kind of make that difficult decision between do I want to be a mother, do I want to be a businesswoman, why can't you be both? And 
I guess because for men, you don't have to... It, the thing is, with men, it should be a thing where they have paternity leave as well. Mm. Because it, we shouldn't have the mindset of maternity leave. Like, it's just the, the mother who has to look after the child. Mm. But also, like, the father is part of the picture as well. Mm. So it's like, well, I hope the father is. Mm. But when, it, when that's the case, it should be a thing where both of them are available to mm. look after the child that mm. way you have balance yeah. and flexibility on both sides and then more opportunity for both of you to be in positions like that mm. so just like flexibility helps I think mm. with um, yeah just helping women get to positions that they are capable of getting to mm. and again I think that's something that definitely uh, some European countries in Scandinavia, in the, like the Netherlands, places mm. like that, they are definitely more progressive in that measure, in that sense, because um, they give men like work from home days and certain days of the week that mean that the women can go in and work while the men have their like kind of paternity leave at home. Yeah. Um, so that just shows that they're trying to balance it out a little bit more and share responsibility. Yeah. Um, and like obviously another huge. Uh, story over the last year or so was the New Zealand Prime Minister um, who's called Jacinda Ardern, Ardern sorry. and um, she was like made headlines because she was the first leader in 30 years to have a baby while she was Prime Minister um, and, but she only took six weeks off after the baby was born and then her partner took the responsibility of looking yeah. after the child while she so went back amazing. to work. That's amazing that he did that as well, mm. which is something that should be normal as well, right? Mm. Like, it should just be the mother is expected to and the, the father mm. is like, oh, he he can go back to work. Mm. I guess it's As if harder. he doesn't want to help when he probably does. Mm. But then it is hard <clears> because it's like there's definitely an actual, like, scientific aspect of it that is, like, women do traditionally have to have the baby like they are the ones Especially who get earlier, pregnant yeah, and women do like breastfeed and like all of this stuff and yeah. so it's really difficult because it's like how do we I think this is the question perhaps for the next decade yeah like how do we make workspaces and particularly leadership positions more accessible to women in the middle of their lives when they perhaps want to balance motherhood and um working in like leading positions mm. and actually can we allow them to have both without making them have to choose because I don't think that should be something that women have to make a decision between yeah uh, it's really difficult it's so difficult and I'm I'm sure that's the reason why we don't have the solution for it mm. yet because it's I guess it's different for each situation as well because some people might have the money to be able to put their child into like a daycare or like mm. um private nursery because i know or even like, family nursery, support and stuff family support as well like everyone has something mm. or they don't have i mean mm. access to that mm. so it's like every situation is different um yeah how can we provide more support and stuff i think i guess it's this is for me still an exciting and Definitely. like really positive news headline though because it's showing that it's courageous women kind of like yeah. when we were saying about the gutsy women a couple of podcasts back it's like this sense of women stepping out and yeah. showing on behalf of other women their capability Definitely. their intelligence as well as their strength yeah kind of reminds me of um you know in Beyonce's song when she says like 
about like women run the world and then she mm. says we're strong enough to bear the children then get back to business and it's like it literally it. is that like more and more women who are able to like go into politics and like become CEOs of businesses and take on these kind of big leadership positions yeah. and positions of responsibility yeah. while also being a mother or like the head of a family yeah. actually just keep showing that like it is possible and there doesn't need to be any like stigma around it it's true it's true mm. I think as well we always have to keep in mind like just the equality aspect as well because I think it's amazing to hear that like but also I, I'm sure there is males in, in the cabinet as well and it's not just females but it's like do you know what I mean just more for balance mm. and like still being content with that mm. do you know what I mean mm. like and we want to get to a place where like in businesses it's not it's yeah. not an exciting or like unusual thing to be like oh great we've like hit our quota of having this many women it's like yeah. we actually just have like 50-50 because that's mm-hmm. what's normal and like we respect mm-hmm. the minds of both sexes exactly, and, yeah because um, you yeah. want to encourage you want to encourage women to step up but at the same time you don't want to be pushing no it shouldn't be down. at the expense of men yeah it's like not at all you're, you're helping it's you're, just you're equality. helping them rise so there's equality that's yeah. it yeah and just making sure that the agenda and the intention is always that mm. to get to equality and mm. not like women first and men after kind of thing mm. but just yeah yeah Still a way to go. Let's, yeah, 2020, sure. the decade to uh, sort that one out. I'd love to, I'm interested to see where we'll be at the end of the decade, yeah. of next decade. But um, what is our next news story of this week? So, the next news story is about homelessness. Um, and I'm sure we all know that it's been a huge issue in the UK, uh, if not even... I, I, I can't say worldwide, but it, of course it's, it's a worldwide issue. Mm. But we're going to focus more on the, on the UK. Mm. So And like um, a really important one we felt to talk about this Christmas as well, because obviously homelessness is prevalent the whole way through the year, but exactly. particularly harsh when we've got this awful rain and horribly cold conditions. Yeah. And when a lot of people tend to want to just retreat from being outside and go into their warm homes and loads of people don't have that as an option yeah so it's amazing to see that charities like crisis so homeless charities are working to provide um shelter and also food for people in christmas time um when it's a lonely period it's a it's a hard period for for many um, who don't have a home and don't have a family or, or friends to stay with. So it's great to see that basically chari- um, crises are basically opening festive shelters across cities in the UK. Mm. So in London, in Coventry, in Edinburgh, um, and they're basically helping people regain confidence um, and just creating a supportive environment to help them plan for their futures. Mm. Um, so it's great to see that change is being made and hopefully that will help them going into the new year as well Mm. Um, and I think that's really cool that they're looking at long term solutions as well as just the short term because I know Crisis this Christmas are um, doing a charity like fundraising appeal Mm -hmm. for um, people sponsoring homeless people to be able to have a Christmas day meal and you basically pay it's around £28 and you donate online and that allows a homeless person to be off the streets on Christmas Day. Yeah. And I think that's a really 
um, touching thing to know that they like they, these charities are thinking about people um, from all aspects of society on one of the days of the year that I think can tend to be quite like lonely for many like yeah well I was also going to be like, I was going to say quite self-centered mm. like not necessarily in a selfish way but just I mean I, I know I'm definitely about, like your family and that's it you yeah think outside of your home bubble yeah and I'd say I'm definitely guilty of that in terms of like I I think of it very much as a time of giving giving mm. presents to my yeah. family being with my family and like the love that's shared between that but yeah. actually I don't necessarily know that I've been that great in the past about then thinking beyond that yeah. um, to the people who don't necessarily have families to I'd be with on Christmas. i same as well, yeah. Mm. It's definitely something that I want to work on as well because I know, like, yeah, just even being able to, in the morning on Christmas Day, just sacrificing, like, an, an hour or two to help out in your mm. local, like, hospice or, like, nursing home or just helping out with the food or whatever it is that they need help with mm. or just like donating even if you can mm. there's always something that that we can do that doesn't take much mm. um money or time from us mm. but it's so helpful for someone else who is struggling mm. um and needs that help yeah and i think also i'd want to encourage um from this point just for people to actually remain aware after Christmas and into the new year because I think again with the hype of Christmas and the build-up and Mm. the festivities and then like the busyness of the Christmas period and it gets to new year and then it kind of that passes and people think oh that's it like now it's January back to life and you kind of just forget but it's like actually these charities and homeless people like again as we've said like this is their reality every day yeah and so it doesn't change for them when it hits January um and so support whether that's like you going to volunteer or your money um however you can give in yeah. some way that's needed just as much into the new year and continuing onwards Definitely. as it is over this time I think it's always worth investing or whether it's your time or char- or money into a charity rather than individuals because you know that the intention is you know pure Mm. in that sense and you don't have to doubt or question it Mm. so yeah if you're unsure about how you want to help homeless people um yeah maybe going straight shelter or even some of your like especially in london like some of the more local like boroughs and areas will have their own like there's one called felix in london which is really good Mm. if if you wanted to go for a london-based homeless Mm. charity that one's good so Mm. felix yeah um i think that leads us on to loneliness which is our big topic yeah we didn't want to go into this in like loads of detail because we didn't want our christmas special to be super like deep and tragic but we also just wanted to be real about Mm. the reality of christmas for for many people Mm. um yeah. yeah so like while it is a super fun time of Christmas movies and mulled wine and Christmas cake and mm. all of those great things. For some people, it's actually not really a time of joy yeah. or love at all. Um, and people who don't necessarily have family to celebrate with or who, as you mentioned earlier, like older people who might be in homes and mm. in care or homeless people who are out on the streets, like a lot of people will be quite lonely this Christmas. Yeah. And again, um, it's 
something that's particularly poignant at this time of year but it's not just symptomatic of Christmas it's something that's actually a year-round issue I think it's something we just think about more around Christmas time because you you I don't I don't know what it is like because you you see your family and you're happy and then you think about people who potentially don't have that which is a lot of people so Mm. it's like Christmas is a time where you kind of you I don't know your your thoughts kind of go for those for for people who are in those situations Mm. so apparently um 14 percent of the population in the UK um is meant to feel always lonely or very often feeling lonely and um Age UK has predicted that there's going to be a 49 percent increase in loneliness in old people by 2025 so that's 49% increase in the last 10 years from 2015 um, because they've calculated that 1.2 million old people are chronically lonely um, in the UK at the moment which is really sad but then also they're like it's not just old people who get lonely young people can get lonely too I think again a really important thing to talk about at this time of year is the power of social media to make people feel lonely um, I mean, I don't know what you feel about, like... Because everyone's posting, like, yeah. their family dinners, like, they've gone back home or they are living at home, and, yeah, like, what they've gotten up to, the games, whatever, like... Mm. And everyone's Christmas looks so idyllic yeah. and so, like, perfect and merry, and yeah. it's like, they don't have any family feuds, Literally. and they clearly aren't stressed at all, yeah. and they get on with all of their <laughs> Everyone's happy. Yeah, and it's like actually that's just like so handpicked and so like. I mean, Christmas is generally like it does kind of look like that, but the preparation towards it is not. Mm. Not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I think it is just so important to like to remember actually that social media. This is one of the negative sides of it, and mm. that it can be quite false with its representation of people's experience. And like again, even as you were saying earlier about like going to Christmas parties and stuff like those that perhaps aren't invited to as many Christmas Mm. parties as others yeah then feel like oh maybe I'm not as popular because I'm not been invited it's like actually like they're probably not going to as many parties as they look like or they're not having as much fun as they seem like they are I think that's the key you're not actually having as much fun as you're making it look like Mm. it's almost like you're just handpicking the best moments Mm. um, which is most of social media to be honest especially Instagram Mm. no shade just saying (laughs) (laughs) no but it is because it's the the visual platform isn't it so it's like particularly bad yeah Um, we're all guilty of it on Christmas mm. but Christmas is, yeah. I feel mm. like it's a, it's a one-off. So what would you say then, um, just around for our big topic for this week, what would you say your piece of advice to people would be um, in terms of being aware of loneliness this Christmas season, either mm. for themselves or towards other people? I would say, like, just going back to what we were saying before, like, just not thinking about yourself and just your family, but trying to look outside of your your usual circle during Christmas time Um, and maybe thinking about even if it isn't on Christmas day but just like the days I guess we're drawing towards Christmas now um, the days around Christmas maybe volunteering in the homeless shelter or like an old people's home so like nursing home or something like that something that's local to you that is accessible that you can help out and 
I think it's like just thinking outside of your your circle and being intentional about it mm. definitely changes your mindset towards loneliness and makes mm. you more aware. Mm. What would you say? Yeah, I think like similar to you, I think definitely greater awareness is so important. Um, I would perhaps just then kind of further that to say actually that it's good if you're feeling like stressed over the Christmas period just to like take a moment take a breath Mm. and be like actually what matters and I think like the one thing for me about Christmas is that it always reminds me how important like family is and just generally relationships feeling like knowing that you are loved and loving other people and making them feel loved and making them feel known yeah and I think I would encourage people or ask people to try and do that to other people this Mm -hmm. Christmas so as you said outside of your family even like if you're buying last minute you know last minute food supplies on Christmas Eve go to the person in the supermarket who's still working Christmas Eve in your local Tesco Express and just like have a conversation with them like be polite give them a smile show them that like you see them for them as a human being and that actually they're like they're recognized and they're known and I think hopefully that way like little acts of kind of kindness and little acts of love and stuff like that will yeah just hopefully they really appreciate spread the, the Christmas love yeah no, I love that it's mm. really good yeah so that probably wraps up our Christmas episode episode five um just two things before we end mm. a Christmas wrapping hack oh my gosh yeah we cannot leave Lily you this. showed me one earlier on today describe it for them. it's literally revolutionary so basically if your wrapping paper is too small for the present you're trying to wrap up yeah rather than wrapping it like landscape or portrait you turn your package so it's diagonally across yeah. the box of wrapping paper and then you wrap like the diagonal corners together like first one way and then the other way and then you don't even have to fold and you don't have to worry about extra paper it just works it's literally we're watching we've watched it like 10 times in a row on loop (laughs) because we're we're like have we what i'm gonna (laughs) be the rapper now this whole time yeah like this is gonna change the game. I've been doing all the stupid little folds Literally. in the corners, yeah. getting stuck on so long. Yeah. And it's like it's a waste of like wrapping paper as well. Yeah, because you're cutting bits. The amount of times I've had to throw away pieces of wrap. Oh. Yeah, this will save the day. Diagonal wrapping, <laughs> Literally. is the one. And also on Christmas Day, you can expect Stormzy to be in your screens what? right at the end if you're gonna be watching at eleven fifty. That is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's reading the Gospel of Luke. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's closing off the official Christmas it's Day so BBC cool. One, uh, like footage. Yeah. Which is really cool. Very cool. I don't know if I will be watching him. I don't know if I'll be up by that point, to be honest. If I've got enough food, I'll be in a food be coma. Up by then. Yeah. <laughs> Just like. But um, <laughs> I'll catch it on YouTube afterwards. Yeah, same. Yeah. So have a great Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And we will see you just after Christmas for our final episode of the year, which is our 2019 highlights episode. Can't wait. Can't wait. See you then. See ya. Bye.